Welcome back to Hero Talk with Talek and Trev. I'm Talex. And I'm Trev. And today, we had to do a special emergency episode because we just saw... Liar Academia, Heroes Rising. Yes, we did. And man, <laughs> that was awesome. So let's get into it. All right, now it's time for jokes. You got one, Trev? I have two. Okay. My first one is what did Kirishima say to Bakugo when he bursted through the hallways? I don't know what. You're quirky today. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What's your second one? What is All Might's favorite song in Zombies 2? One mm. for All. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, oh, so we, we pulling in other products with it? Okay, I got one for you. I got a second one, too. First one. What do you tell an idiot that's running late? What? Baka, go! What? Because <laughs> Baka in Japanese is idiot. So, <laughs> Baka, go, Baku. Okay, okay. So, we <laughs> yeah, see, it works. It works. Okay, second one. So, you're not going to get this one. Just, I just, you're not going to get this one because this is a joke for my generation. But what do you call Ojiro when he's going to say, Oh, yeah. What? Tailspin. Oh, yeah. Tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the people that are my age would get this joke. Trust me, they they they're gonna get the tailspin joke. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Now it's time for our favorite lines. Alex, do you have any? Yes, my favorite line, and it's a callback to the very very first episode when All Might meets Deku, and Deku tells. Um, what's the kid's name? I forget the little kid's name, but he tells the little kid the same thing that All Might told him. You. Yes, you can be a hero. Because I thought that was a pretty awesome line. What about you, Trev? For me, it was <laughs> he can take eight quirks, but use not. That was a pretty cool one. That was yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Alright, so now it's time for the MVP. Trev, who was your MVP for this movie? Um, well, I'll say Bakugo because he was pretty nice in the movie and helping still the same way he was before, but nice. I mean, I couldn't just give it to anybody because everybody deserved it. So I was basing it off the character's actions, and I say Bakugo was number one. Okay, Bakugo was an excellent character in this movie, and I do really agree with what you just said, like how the whole class got some shine. Like, the whole class as a whole did something awesome throughout the movie, but there's one person who usually doesn't get a lot of shine, but I've got to call out this person because they were the MVP. Were it not for them, they, 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 you would not have won. And the person is Ochako, Uravity. 
because she came through so clutch. She went straight plus ultra. If she not used all those boulders for him to use up his energy before they even got to the top of the cliff, then they wouldn't have even been able to take him on because had he had more energy when he used those twin dragon attacks on Bakugo and Deku, they would have been done for. So Ochako opened the way. Big shout outs to Miss Uravity, the MVP in my book. All right, now normally this is where we do our favorite costumes, but since it's, a, um, it's an animated movie, we really don't have that many costumes or... And we've kind of already talked about My Hero Academia and the other one, so I think that we've already pulled out something with the um, with our favorite costumes in the first place. So I want to shift this a little bit. So what upgrade would you give to a hero? Like, which costume would you upgrade and why? I have um, two. Okay. Okay. One is Sudeku's costume. What if he had little things in his shoe that could take the power because he had the power flowing through his body, but what if that was all totaled and his shoe could just recognize the total power so when he's jumping, he pushes with the power flowing through him and the total amount of it. Okay, so like the shoe kind of like be like a reservoir, kind of like um, storing a little bit of his power? Okay, okay. I think that that could be something. And that also would probably like increase the power of his kicks and stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so who's the second person? Mineta. Okay. Give him any other costume. <laughs> he does like a little bowl of grapes. <laughs> like a fruit in a loom. Okay, okay. So my upgrade would go to Bakugo. And what I want is basically kind of some start tech, which is to where he has, you remember in Captain America in um, the first Avengers movie where Captain America had the, um, the, 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 where he could hit the button and it will pull his shield back to his wrist. Mm -hmm. So instead of having the shield, have spare gauntlets. So say instead of just having the two gauntlets that he normally has, that he has six. And then like if one of them breaks, he can summon the other one to come on his hand from afar. And then he could just kind of like have backup like that. And so I think that that would be a kind of an awesome situation to have. Just to counter what you're saying. Okay. This is a bad idea. Wait, okay, okay. Why is this? Because it's like Thor's hammer. If it comes back to him, it's probably going through the path of million other things that... If it hit or came to him, it would have been fatal. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But that's the genius of the way I'm designing it. Because all of their things, all their costumes fit within a briefcase, right? So all he had to do was have like two extra briefcases that he brings with him. So he just sets them out in an area. And because Bakugo can essentially fly, he can just jump up to the highest area, recall it, and it comes to him. Their way. Birds, planes. Well, he's not going to be as high as a plane. And, okay, okay, so we're talking about birds? Look, true enough, we don't want to harm any other birds. But what's going to harm more birds? The dude throwing lightning from there out of the sky? Or one gauntlet flying through the sky? You have. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> 
now it's time for our favorite settings. My favorite setting was the entire island. Because that was pretty much the only place they showed. showed. Yeah, I can agree. Like, I'd like the entire island as a whole because I thought it was really cool to have just kind of like a place where it was kind of like off to itself and it had still had things like, you know, it was a small town area, but it still had, you know, some of the niceties of everywhere else. But I also really liked the cave area that they had to fight in when they had to fight. I think the girl's name was Blades at the end. The one they had on Tokoyami and Asui were fighting Blades down in the cave. I like that setting real good because that was somewhere that Dark Shadow could really kind of go off. I thought she was fighting with Todoroki. Well, at first she was fighting with Todoroki. No, no, no. I don't think she actually fought Todoroki. No. No, um, that was Chimera that was fighting Todoroki. The person with the um, the wolf-looking guy. Like, he looked like from the universe. What universe? From Dragon Ball Z? Um, I can't remember. I think it was nine? It was like the universe. Like, it was like the wolf brothers. Like, that's that's that was Chimera, like the wolf-looking dude. But yeah, like that underground cave favorite setting. All right, so we're going to do favorite scene, but we all know what both of our favorite scenes in the movie is. It, it, it's, it's, it's the scene at the end where you got nine going all out and you've got Deku and Bakugo splitting one for all. And just going absolutely ham. They are like, they they did the double Detroit smash that changed the weather. It broke a storm. Like 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 nine called a thunderstorm up, and they just punched the storm out of the sky. Just like, oh no, we don't have no weather today. We're having sunshine today. It's gonna be a nice day today. And I mean. Just the animation was so awesome. You got to see, and then, and then the thing about it is, is that you get to see one thing we haven't really seen was how one for all augment stuff or kind of like changes things. And the thing about one for all is, is that it takes your power and it amplifies it. And so, if you don't have any powers, then it just amplifies how strong you are. But with Bakugo it amplified his explosion power. And so for him to kind of like just put his hand on the dirt and just basically melt straight through the dirt and create magma, like that was so awesome to see. What did you think? Um, well, I was speechless when I saw it. I was also teamwork. Something that I never thought was gonna happen. Yeah, they get they had a new move, um, X Cross, where um Bakugo grabs and throws Deku at the um opponent. So that's a new move we haven't even seen before. Not even practice. They just come up with a name. It's like just help. It's like help. Right, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> let's let's play let's play play get help. So yeah. And it was it, it was it was just awesome. All around awesome. And also within that scene, it was really something that was really no no no, I'll save it for that as funny. I'll save it for not as funny because I that that was funny to me. Okay. So anybody else? Yes. Okay. 
there's something I'm a little confused about. Okay. We'll talk about that later. But I'm so glad that Deku gets to keep one for all. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that was pretty good. I was happy about that. But we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. So let's move on. All right, now it's time for That Don't Make No Sense. Trev, what's something you felt that didn't make any sense in the movie? Why didn't they make nine, like, at any time before? What, even when All for One was around? Why not make someone like that? All the powers, if they made them, like, where after they get the powers, they could just give it to All for One, it would be amazing and tougher for All Might to beat them, yes. But still, why didn't they just do that before? Okay, I got to ask for that, but I'm going to save that for fun facts, okay? So don't let me forget that, okay? Okay. All right, so the thing to me that doesn't make sense is, it's like, okay, I know you're not supposed to have any hero backup, and I know that they're not supposed to have any help, but y'all just didn't give them nothing? You just did, y'all just left them out there. Just left them out there. Didn't give them no kind of help, no kind of backup, no kind of nothing. Like, 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 had this been a situation without Deku and Bakugo full being able to go full blast, it would have been bad, real bad for that island. It would have been over with real fast. And so it's just that that kind of a situation where it's just like, nah, man, this is not this is not good. Why did y'all leave these kids out here by themselves? Because think about it, Bakugo ain't got the best attitude. He don't. So he could have easily blown something up. He got mad. He's done better, but he still could have done it. So you need to have somebody to be like, hey, man, at least at least have a razor head on the island. Maybe have him on a remote shack just chilling and just give him a radio. Just say, hey, man, if they act up, radio in. That's it. Just, just for me. That's it. Now it's time for things that we thought was funny. Talics. Okay, the thing I thought was funny was when they had Sato going out in the boat in the very first part of the movie to save the kid. And because his, his quirk is Sugar Rush, when he uses all of his energy up, he looks real tired and stuff. And so he was like real tired when he saved the kid. And he had like a crazy looking face and the kid was just like, uh. <laughs> he was looking like, what the world's going on? Something that I thought was funny was when... Um, was when um, the girl came up to Deku and was like, you're late. It took you over an hour. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, Deku was just like, so my bad. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You almost let me forget. So, the other thing I thought was funny. So, when they're using one for all at 100%, like, this is the first time Bakugo actually realizes how much damage that quirk does. Because he does, they do the double Detroit smash, and his arm is broke, like his left arm is broke, and then he's like, he's like, so, what? What is this? <laughs> he just, like, doesn't realize it. And, like, Midori's just like, look, man, let's go. It's just like, it's, it's just, Midori's used to it. Baku, you know, just like, so, oh, I can't even use my arm no more. That was funny. All right, now it's time for Now That's Smart. So the thing I thought was smart 
was giving them an island in which to work on and just kind of giving them the ability to kind of get that work study situation where they got to work within the community with people and build those relationships up with people and to do some of the mundane stuff. Because sometimes when you're a hero or when you're doing these jobs that when you help people, it's not always the big action day. Some days it's just a calm, hey man, could you help me um, start my lawnmower? Could you help me get my groceries from the car or something like that? Like sometimes those small things are the things that add up in people's lives. And so I think that that was a great thing. And it also gave all the characters the ability to both work together and to have their own things going on at different times. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Something that I thought was smart was definitely making friends with the little boy because if they weren't friends, then he wouldn't have been able to be saved and Nine probably would have tore everything up. Right, that's very true because if Nine had gotten that power to activate his cells, it would have been a whole different problem. Alright, so let's talk about something that we feel that we would need that we saw in the movies. What's something that you think that you would really want to have that was in the movies? I'm not going to go for the obvious thing. In fact, I want Mineta's, um quirk. Why is that? Because I can stick to things and if I stick I can pretend that I'm stuck until I don't have to leave at all to do anything. Yeah, that's true. Until you, people realize that you don't stick to your own balls. He doesn't stick to his balls. He bounces off of them. He does? Yes, he does. Oh. Okay. So the thing that I want is Kaminari's blah, blah, blah. I couldn't even talk. Kaminari's quirk. The electricity to be able to charge. Just think about it. You could have a you could have a battery set up for the house. Charge the battery up for the house. You don't have to pay a light bill. You can charge your phone up. You ain't never got to worry about your phone going out. You yeah your computer ain't got to worry about a power outage in the neighborhood. That's too bad. Everybody else it's all dark. There's lights over here. I mean that's selfish. I would help other people, but at the very same time. Having an electricity quirk is very helpful. You just got to kind of be smart about it. Fine, then. I, Since you countered mine, I'm just going to, you know, one for all. Yeah, that would be nice, but just stay away from me because you're probably going to break everything in the area. <laughs> all right, now it's time for debate this. Who is the better inheritor of one for all? Bakugo? Or Deku? Deku. Okay. Okay, and why? Because if I were Bakugo and I thought the way he did, and I had this much power, instead of simply, you know, blowing something up, which is already a lot, I'd probably wreck everything in maybe... 10 mile radius or more so not being able to control my temper and having that be a part of my quirk almost would be something terrifying and 
still not caring, I go somewhere else and blow up some more things on my deck. He'd just be like, okay, I know how to control this, and I'm gonna have some sense over myself. Okay, so let me stop you right there. <clears throat> First off, a couple of things you're getting kind of wrong about my boy Bakugo here. Okay, Bakugo, yes, he does have some anger management issues. We're not going to lie about that one. But for the most part, even when he's yelling, he still is calm and calculated when he's thinking about everything. He's a genius level in everything. Fighting, talking, um, thinking, strategy, tactics, skill, all that he's genius level in. And there was even a... Um, a situation where he was fighting against Mummy to where he minimized all the damage even with all of his big explosions that he did. So, he, yeah, he blew Mummy up, but he didn't destroy the buildings around it, only the fence that he was leaned up against. So, given Bakugo the power, he makes a lot of different decisions to where he doesn't even use his big howitzer unless it's a major situation. He's calm, not calm, but he's collected and thoughtful, and will be able to utilize the skill in a way to be able to maximize it to its greatest benefit. Yes, but as you said earlier, one for all amplifies your power. So, if I were to throw um, a tiny little bouncy ball that could get out of those little machines... And it hit the wall. It would probably knock some of the paint off, but it was right there. Didn't mess up any of the um, water bottles that were anywhere. Yeah. But if that power and how I threw it was amplified, then it would be bigger. It would be like a bigger ball, and right. you throw it in. It would have more effect on what's around it. And so, if it hit Mummy, it'll also affect the things around Mummy. And maybe even more, depending on how angry he is and how he wants to just... <laughs> but, yeah, but that's the thing about it. He controls his power a lot. Like, that's why he comes up with smaller things like the AP shot, which is smaller bursts that don't blow up so big. He does a good job, and a lot of his explosions are mostly for maneuverability. It's not even that he's exploding the person. He's exploding the areas to be able to maneuver to get regular punches and kicks in. Yeah. I Exploding the areas and getting around is good. But if you listen closely, you hear exploding the areas. Right. Yeah. That's not very good. It is very good because you got to think about it. It has the same application as Deku does. He doesn't go 100% one for all all the time. He usually stays between 8 and 20% and Bakugo will be able to understand, I can't use all this power at once, so let me scale back on the type of explosion because he has different things like the... Um, like the um, like the stun gun that he uses to like which is basically a um, solar flare. So he's got different things that he can do and he can control his power. So I think that he will be the better one. Now, true enough, for little small missions to where he doesn't want to go on, that's what he would do. And so he kind of kind of more so be a endeavor type of hero to where he doesn't really go over as well. 
but he still would be a great inheritor of one for all. Yes, great, but not better than that. Okay, well, guys, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up in Gmail or hit us up on Facebook at Hero Talk with Talis and Trev on Facebook, Hero Talk 1 on Twitter, and Hero Talk TT at gmail.com. Hit us up on either of those situations and let us know who you thought the actual winner is. Alright, so I wanted to kind of talk about a thread of what I felt was important within the episode or the movie that we saw. And I think that the thread that was most important was the importance of community. Because the community both works both ways, with both the heroes and the civilians. Like, the heroes um, are the protectors of the civilians. They're the ones that give the civilians the safety that they need or the ability to kind of make sure that everything is taken care of. All the while, the civilians give the backup to the heroes or give back, show their appreciation or do things for the heroes and everything like that. And I say, it's very important to kind of like work within your community to make sure that your community is the best that it can possibly be. Whether it's going and volunteering on, you know, food drives or going and supporting local teams or going and buying Girl Scout cookies. Like, doing things within the community is very important. And I think that that's the thread that kind of built up everything as well so if you continue to work together with your team you continue to work together with your people you can get better you can apply your different things in different ways and you can become a better whole and so that's the thread that i think was important all right so now we're going to talk about awesome moments now normally right at this point we talk about upgrades but we kind of did upgrades when we talked about costumes so i kind of wanted to go and to highlight a couple of more awesome moments that were in the movie so what were we talked about ochako with her just ridiculous amounts of boulders that she utilized to use um and we talked about the one for all being split situation so what's something else that you thought was just an awesome moment in the movie when all the people on the island brought food Everyone was just like, oh my goodness. Like, like, just everyone was just so happy. It was like they saw a unicorn. It was like Agnes saw a unicorn. Yeah, sometimes when people do stuff that they appreciate you, appreciate you, they, it, it really comes through really strong. Um, another couple of moments that were awesome um, were when they were fighting against Chimera and they had to kind of work together to do different things. So getting to use Asui's um, like poisonous um, saliva to be able to freeze them because he couldn't move after being hit with them. And so that was pretty cool. Um, Red Riot Unbreakable showing up. That was pretty awesome. Um, and then Todoroki going absolute zero. Like, that was, like, just ridiculously great and awesome. So I think that those things were were awesome things to see. And also, Dark Shadow going out of control and becoming the Dark Shadow monster. And then, I mean, it was so many places. It was Mina Ashido. Ashido. I said Asui earlier, but I meant to say Ashido. Um, doing her gymnastic flips through the cavern like that was so awesome too. It was like it was just the oh, Sarah being Spider Man basically, 
Like, it was so many awesome things within this movie. So I just really appreciate how this movie was fun. And I mean, all right, let's just get to it. Let's, like, rate it or hate it. Between zero to five, um, all might figurines, what we give in this movie? Infinity. The more I think about it, we it went beyond. It was plus ultra. Come on, like you, you could probably tell from the beginning of the intro when we were talking about like getting into the movie, how we enjoyed, like how excited we were. This movie gets all of it. It's, it's, it went beyond. It was plus ultra. It was great. The, 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 the graphics, the animation, the music, the story. It was fun. It was great. It had a great adventure in, it, and it was awesome. We enjoyed it. So of course. You're going to get all that from us. Okay, so now it's time for fun facts. And the biggest fun fact about this movie is that this movie, what happened in the end of this movie, was originally supposed to be the ending to the series. Like, that was supposed to be the end of My Hero Academia, him passing it on to Bakugo, and... He becomes the greatest hero by him and Bakugo working together to defeat the main villain, which more than likely is going to be Shigaraki. And Bakugo becomes the greatest hero, the number one hero after that, because he has the power of one for all. And so, like, that was supposed to be the the ending of the show. But as we can look at, um, I believe when we were talking about the episode when they were fighting against Overhaul, and they kind of talked about how one for all is a is is it's an accumulation thing, but sometimes one for all has its own will and it draws in the thoughts of the people around them, and with a certain amount of people are kind of moving in a certain direction, one for all can kind of like make its own decision about what it wants to do. And so I thought that that was pretty cool um, that they that they utilized that. And so I'm wondering because um, it's going to be really interesting to see how this show ends. If, if this is what we got early, because we still got a little bit to go and we still haven't seen Shigaraki kind of like get to the level that he's supposed to get to. He still seems just kind of like, as a regular kind of guy. So what is going to happen to Shigaraki? Now, the people that read manga, yes, we know where Shigaraki's at right now, but we're not going to spoil it for anybody that's not there in the manga. They're just, just kind of like watching anime and anime only. So, But it's going to get epic, and it's going to get wild, and I cannot wait to see what it looks like in that situation. Now, I believe... Also, I believe All Might said something about because before the transfer happened, Bakugo passed out or something like that, and it didn't fully go all the way over with or something like that, and so I don't really know. You know, they kind of hand wave it a little bit, but at the very same time, it was awesome. <laughs> it was it was just awesome. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was well worth getting up early on the Saturday morning to go watch it. And it was it was a real fun experience getting to kind of watch that. And, and I was happy to see it on the big screen. And I was glad I didn't wait for it to come on the DVD or the movies or whatever. I was glad to go see it in the theaters because seeing it 
and on the big screen made all the difference and it was awesome to kind of like have that community of other people that were there with us watching it and they, they were excited too so that was great it was it was great um still a big big question um at one point in the movie we saw all the users mm-hmm. of one for all except for what I believe is the second one and the third one. Who could it be? I don't know. Those yes. questions, I mean, the manga people don't even know that one yet. I mean, some people have theories, but we don't know. Oh, speaking of theories, one thing about the UA Trader theory, because a lot of people, me included, thought that Kaminari was the traitor in UA, right? Because they felt that he always wore that, that on like that little radio headset that he would be radioing out information to people. But think about it. I don't know. He still might be, but nobody from the Villains League knew where the kids were. So without them knowing where the kids were, that means the Carminari or none of the kids from UA were the ones that were actually telling the information. Unless. It was someone from Class 1B. That's a situation in which it could definitely very well be somebody from 1B. Um, a lot of people think Monoma. So, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know that yet. But, man, this was a fun day. This was a fun day. Um, As always, hit us up on Twitter at HeroTalk1. Hit us up on Gmail at HeroTalkTT at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at HeroTalkTT. Hit us up on Facebook at HeroTalk with Talents and Trev. Any of those places, hit us up. Let us know how everything's going. Like, share, subscribe. Leave a five-star review on whatever you use to listen to the show. Um, Leave a nice review on iTunes if you get an opportunity to do so. Um, we have some new partnerships that we want to kind of put into place and those are going to be upcoming within the next couple of weeks just to kind of let you guys know what we got going on. So we're very excited about that um, because we want to continue to grow and expand our network and do everything we possibly can to get bigger and better. Be smart about everything. So as always, this has been Hero Talk with Talix and Trev. I'm Talix. And I'm Trev. Because when there's a hero, we talk plus ultra. Go beyond. Plus ultra.